Know what they say about the rose out the concrete, flowers blooming in dark rooms, poofing when God speaks. What a passion and grind me. Call it perfect timing or alignment. The assignment provide peace. Confirmation through conversation. My knees been bloody, been praying for patience, embracing these affirmations. We made it. Hard times, but we made it. Been shaking the devil off under pressure. We never faded. We the living proof. But a promise, being honest, we cut from a different cloth. Black X and the satisfying us, we the living proof. I don't deserve it, far from perfect. A product of taking chances and leaning on his discernment, we the living proof. Living legends, it's a blessing to be a blessing. Providing the youth for the new perspective, we the living proof. The living proof, the living proof, y'all. All right, welcome back to another episode of Living Proof. We done got fancy today. We got a whole ring light. We got a white backdrop. Can't tell us nothing. Not. But I am with my my brother, uh, Mr. Amai Grant, man. It's a pleasure to be with you on this day. You already know. Um, discussing a very important topic. Um, as you guys know, uh, we've been focused on this whole concept of, of healing. Um, and, and what better way um, to, you know, intertwine this series than with my brother who, who deals with his own healing, um, but also to help others heal. And so before we get started, before we even jump into these questions, right. man, who is Ahmad and what do you do for a living, man? What I do for a living is um, I focus on my mental health. I focus on building and structuring myself to where I can just be this strong and, and important man. I try to you know, break the stigma of mental health and really focus on how I can better myself daily. Got you, got mm -hmm. you. So, so that, 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 that aside, who is... Ahmad, like uh, that, that sounded good. Who who, who is who is Ahmad? Like job title, everything else aside, who who is Ahmad Grant? Ahmad Grant is a person that has dealt with a whole lot. All right, I'm a, I'm a man that understands that you know toxic masculinity is a thing that I've been dealing with, but I know that I have to keep working on it daily. What's that? You know, and I'm learning that you know I gotta first identify my problems and then fix them. So I know I'm not perfect, and I know I have to keep growing. So. I'm a, I'm a person that's just growing daily. I man, honestly say that, that's, that's, that's a beautiful mm -hmm. man. And, and just in essence, you know, this whole concept deals with healing. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I guess the subtitle would be Healers with Unhealed Trauma. Uh, to you, what is a healer and do you define yourself as a healer? Mm -hmm. So what I define as a healer is somebody who, who actually comes in and fix and helps other people. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they'll give... You know, their last just to make sure that other people come can be happy or healed, whatever the, what they what they got going on. Most definitely. All right, do I consider myself a healer? I would say yeah. I would say yeah because I'm always willing to give my last. I always feel like I always think about this quote that if you you know uh, people who help other people before they help themselves always have good karma or they always be blessed. It comes back to them. There you go. That's that good karma and man, that good that's, energy. <laughs> that's beautiful, yeah. man. Um, do you do you believe the obstacles uh, in your life uh, had a purpose? Oh yeah. Like things you've been through. Oh yeah, man. The things that I've been through, as far as you know, I went through a depression stage before. You know, uh, and I felt like God allowed you know things to happen to you so He can work through you. Mm -hmm. So you know, if I never went through my depression stage, I would have never learned about mental health, especially black mental health, especially just mental health in just general. You know, so I definitely like like, like my brother said, that's a bar. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> I was I was getting ready to read something uh, you said. Um, you said, uh, basically when I asked, do you believe the obstacles in your life um, had a uh, purpose? You said, mm -hmm. I do believe the obstacles in my life had a purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago, I experienced a dark place in life. I thought it was normal. Mm -hmm. I was sad and angry, and angry all the time. 
I woke up every day with the pain in my chest, oh, but yeah. I never knew how to fix this problem. Mm -hmm. I started self-medicating with alcohol, alcohol in an attempt to help, mm -hmm. but honestly, it was the complete opposite. Yeah. After gaining control of myself, I noticed a year later that I went through depression. I immediately went to see a therapist. We're going to talk about that in a second. I never knew that I was going through a depression as a strong man. Mm -hmm. So now I use my past experiences to educate everyone with information on how to help themselves or others uh, who may have mental health issues. Yep. And the bar that you just said, sometimes God allows things to happen to you so he can work through you. you. Can yep. you expound on that a little bit more? Because I thought that was not only beautifully written, mm -hmm. uh, but had power uh, in it. Mm -hmm. So I, I really understood that. And I heard I heard that before, right? Mm -hmm. I heard somebody say it before, but I never connected with it on a, on a mental telepathy level until I actually went through my depression stage. Wow. All right, so just, what 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 I mean by you know when God allowed things to happen, God allowed things to happen to you so He can work through you is the fact that sometimes we go through things in life and we don't understand what what is happening. Sometimes mm -hmm. we feel lost. Sometimes we feel like we we can't we're not in control of our lives. But later on, you'll understand. Later on, and it's up to you to see if you're gonna use that to help others or just keep that you know you know balled in. I felt like when I went to my therapist, that's when I actually was like, okay, it's time to help others. You know, I, that's I when you. I found out. I got out. you. Yeah. As, as black people, and oh, not yeah. just black men, I feel like that whole conversation of having a therapist and mm -hmm. um, going through therapy mm -hmm. is like something we're shying away from. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that, I guess, that breaking point for you was like, I need to go see a therapist mm -hmm. or I, I need to get help. What mm -hmm. was that point for you? Mm -hmm. So uh, so when I went through my depression stage, I moved back to Gaffey with my dad. Mm -hmm. And... Um, like some, like I just I stayed strong after a certain point, and I, I moved back to Greenville. You know, I, you know, that's why I always loved Greenville. But the moment that I knew I needed to see a therapist was when I would kind of drift in and out of like I would be happy one minute and then I'd be sad one minute. Then I'd be like, okay, hold up, something ain't right. But I want to, yeah, I want to be in control of me. You know, so that's my. You know what? This is the drawing point. Um, on my twenty fourth birthday, on the same exact day of my birthday, I went to see a therapist. I booked my therapist on that day. And so, <laughs> what, what was that process like? Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people may be scared mm -hmm. um, to go see a therapist, opening up. Mm -hmm. What was that process like for you going mm -hmm. in? Like, what was your mindset, mind state going in? Uh -huh. So going in, um, I was confused. I feel like that's the uh, number one key when it comes to people wanting to go to therapy or somebody who's like just wanting to know more education. There's no education for uh, not just black people, but just mm -hmm. people in general on how to get a therapist. So of course I went to Google, okay? <laughs> went to Google, I said. For everything. Yeah, therapy, okay? I was like, how to find a therapist in my area. And um, psychologytoday.com uh, popped up. And I mean, psychology today definitely helped me out. That's how I found my therapist. You can find, uh, if you want a black a short therapist, you can get that <laughs> therapist. You want a white tall therapist, you want an Asian. Like you can find anybody and just seeing that link, uh, it really made me happy because I never knew what to do or how to get a therapist. Man, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's beautiful, man. Mm -hmm. and, and going back from that aspect of healing, I know for me personally, um, I realized I blocked out a lot of things from my past. Oh, yeah. um, and so what may have been some things you blocked out from your past that as you're becoming a, a young man now that you had to face? Mm -hmm. um, I would say the same thing as beginning toxic masculinity. I, uh, let's, let's talk about it, man. What, <laughs> and for people who may not know what is one toxic masculinity and how mm -hmm. did it affect you? Mm -hmm. So, okay, with toxic masculinity, uh, what I define toxic masculinity is uh, men who, who see themselves as the majority. They, mm -hmm. they down talk women or they always feel like they're the superior over any, anybody in any, uh, any other gender or whatever. So, 
my what I what I realized with my toxic masculinity, it was a learned behavior. Mm -hmm. Because growing up, my dad, my uncles, my friends, my brothers be like, "Hey, you better man up. You better be strong. You a man." So growing up, that's the only thing I knew how to do. Even when I was going through hurt, I was going through my pain. You know, they was like, "Hey, be strong." We don't, so, men don't be, the men don't cry, men don't, don't hurt. Cry. So <laughs> when, when I learned, okay, I can't cry, I can't do this, I always balled that emotion up. And then when it came out, you know, it came out in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Not just trouble, but it came out with, you know, uh, hurting other women. You know, seeing women cry, like, man, bump that. I'm a man, man before women, okay? So that's one thing that uh, definitely affected me uh, when I was younger and then, like, I'm, I'm working on it now. And still, like, I've gotten past that point, so now I'm, I really understand uh, the value of a woman. You know? And that's, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. and so I guess in a sense, your toxic toxic masculinity mm -hmm. affected your relationships. Oh yeah. Um, and and I, I know it had to affect your relationships intimately. Yeah. But how did it affect your relationships uh, on a non-intimate level? Your relationships with, with daily with people. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say if it if it wasn't on like a relationship level, I would always kind of be cool with women, but I always keep them like kind of far away mm -hmm. because I I unsubconsciously knew what I was doing but but subconsciously knew what I was doing I, I know it sounds Most confusing definitely. but it's like I knew what I was doing but I was like nah I still don't know but I was just going through my day like hey man listen all right woman you know that's you you know you're a woman mm -hmm. that's you but me I'm just be me I'm a man you know? I, so, I understand it yeah. I understand it and so you you kind of um answer this question but I kind of want to know your process so my mm -hmm. question is where do you go to heal so like um we well you haven't answered that question uh but in, a, in essence where do you um, go to here where did i go to here like of course i talked to my therapist mm -hmm. um uh before i talked to my therapist i talked to god you know of course you know talking up oh god try to see you know if he direct me in the right path but see um i know everybody be like uh you know why get the therapist if you believe in god mm -hmm. but it's like um you know, the Bible also says, you know, faith without works is dead. Yeah. So, you know, God, you have the faith. Now God is putting it in your in your favor to work on that. But after I talked to God, I talked to my therapist. And after I talked to my therapist, I talked to my brother. My, well, my brother is like one of my people that I always go to for things. Um, you know, I have certain people in my life that are for certain places. I, mm -hmm. I know what level they're at. So, yeah, that's where I go, man. Um, and then if not, I just sit back and just, you know, be by myself and actually think about you know what went wrong today or what i need to do better or what's going good you know just try to write them stuff down as well i too. feel you i mm -hmm. feel you and so what are what are the steps you're taking as far as when it comes to toxic masculinity mm -hmm. um what are some steps you're taking to one face that and and deal with that to this day um i'll take a look at my daughter mm -hmm. <laughs> i take a look at my daughter and be like hey listen i don't want a, a, another boy another man hurting my daughter mm -hmm. So when, so when I go in that place where I feel like I'm, you know, about to be a toxic person, hey, listen, bro, you got a daughter. You got a daughter. So it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't try to take too many steps. It's like, I just automatically think of her because that automatically snaps me mm -hmm. into the place where I need to be. Because, you know, if you see, you know, a child hurt, it's like you hurt you too. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm glad you brought up your daughter. Mm -hmm. um, and your walk and your growth. Uh, what, what has your daughter done for you? Um, on a on a physical, spiritual, spiritual, and mental level, what is she? Because I know she had to change some things up for you. She has grown me into a man. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, before I even having her, like I know I was a little boy, but you know, life was about me at that point. But when she came around, man, when she was born, like life changed for me. Wow. And sometimes it's not even words to describe because it's an unconditional love. Like mm -hmm. a love with no barriers and no a love with no oh it has to be a gift that like no. Like she has changed 
the world for me, honestly. Wow. It opened my eyes, have a whole different perspective. That's why. I, that's why. I, I really value women. I'm telling you, because <laughs> what you what you really love somebody conditionally, you see that they can go through the same hurt that you was dishing out. Wow, Shh, man, that's change. Wow. So what would you say? And I know this is slightly out topic, but mm-hmm. it, it no. definitely come comes to my mind mm-hmm. when you when you see fathers who don't handle their responsibility mm-hmm. um, as as men mm-hmm. uh, with their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I know it's completely different what you mm-hmm. experienced because you said it made you a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do, how do you feel about those instances where? Uh, men, I guess, are backing down from the responsibility that's supposed to change, you mm-hmm. know, their lives. I feel like hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Those fathers who don't want to take care of their kids or aren't in their kids' life, I feel as if their father probably wasn't in their life. And and, and it could be other things that happen, but I feel like pain, well, if you don't ever deal with that pain and that thing, like, it balls up in you, like, you take it out on everybody. And sometimes you become narcissistic because you don't realize that, hey, listen, it's, you're always putting the blame on somebody else yeah. instead of yourself because the moment that you put the blame on yourself you'll start to realize that there's so much that you have to deal with mm-hmm. you know what I mean so yeah I feel like yeah, yeah. alright and my, my last question but it's definitely going to lead up uh, to a couple of more because mm-hmm. as you What's see up? we got the, the different intentions hey. um, brand <laughs> on um, but how are you using you know the obstacles the pain and, and your story um, mm-hmm. to navigate through life right now mm-hmm um, I think this will go back to the question you asked earlier. Um, I love to help other people. Mm-hmm. So what I've been through, I love to talk about it because I don't know who I'm, I'm impacting. Mm-hmm. I could be helping somebody else every time I tell my story. But I, I, would, I wouldn't have been able to t- tell my story if I wasn't comfortable or mentally healthy. You know, so I, I really continue to work on who I am and become comfortable with who I am so I can be able to help others. You know, so... I continue to try to impact and then um, also having you know starting just not just a clothing brand but something that breaks the stigma of mental health that's definitely something that I'm glad you said not just a clothing brand um, because I think people get caught up in the brand and and they miss out on the purpose so what is the purpose of different what what does different intentions mean I don't think I ever asked you that (laughs) like what is different intentions so different intentions alright so we use Fashion as a conversation started for mental health, all right? This thing I always say. But honestly, it's, it started off, you know, real life situations, all right? So I said it earlier, you know, God allowed things to happen to me so I, he can work through you. So mm-hmm. the fact that I felt like connecting, especially in the black community, connecting mental health to the black community is hard. Because as soon as you say mental health, people are like, what? That's, that's yeah. the crazy that's stuff, crazy right? stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're doing that. So it's like, what way to get them to connect? And what way to put the word out there fast and get people comfortable to talk about it? Why not do it with fashion? People love clothes, mm-hmm. so it's like, all right, that that was definitely what uh, maybe want to do it that way. But honestly, it's like the reason why we continue to want to push with different intentions and the meaning of different intentions is to intentionally be different. Mm-hmm. It started by me just saying intentionally different. You got to be intentionally different with your mindset, and then it was like, okay, yeah, turn it around, different intentions. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's real. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that's definitely how it started. That's right? real. Mm-hmm. So you you have a young man. Uh, I'm just gonna use young man. There may be young women as well, but mm-hmm. you you have a young man uh, who done experienced some things. Uh, so things, things in life, and he feels hopeless. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be like your recommendations for that young man? Um, I know for me, the the my biggest part of healing was telling my story, mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, that's the the whole platform of Living Proof now is mm-hmm. being able to tell your story. But what what do you feel? You know, some steps to take uh, for young men to start that healing process and not be afraid um, of, of that that healing that you have to face. Mm-hmm. I would say first, educate yourself. You know. 
when you educate yourself, you'll be able to understand so much more. So, so it has to, you have to be, I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna say too mature, but you have to want to be better or you have to mm-hmm. want to physically or mentally so fit. So it starts with the want to. It, it yeah. has to, yeah. it has to because I can like, I, me or anybody else can keep feeding you information, but it's up to you to accept it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can take a horse to the water, but you can't make him train. Can't make him you know, <laughs> so, so it's like first take that step to want to, you know, educate yourself. Even if you just browse, just look it up real quick. You don't gotta, oh, I'm gonna go 100% with it. But I would say first educate yourself. After that, identify the problems, identify mm-hmm. what's going on. Identify if something happened in your past or if it still affects you to this day, identify that. And how you can identify that? Just look, look in the past, write things down, what happened to you daily. That way you can memorize and go back and say, hey, listen, all right, this is what this is. Mm-hmm. Or this is what happened on this day. Exactly. You know, so after you do that, then if you want to fix the problem, go to the therapist, psychologytoday.com. I, that's the three major steps, I feel like. Three I, major steps. I got you. What, what is your vision for different intentions? What, what is it? Where do you see it 10, 20 years down the road? 10, 20 years, I, want, I actually want to see rehabilitation centers mm-hmm. in certain communities, in rural communities, in, in, in our neighborhoods. Because I feel like if we start with the younger generation or we give them somewhere to go to actually heal them or even actually have them somewhere just to chill or mm-hmm. educate themselves, I feel like it would definitely help. Um, just having those centers, um, different re- rehab centers around. And, and, I, and I, don't, I don't want to too much say rehabilitation. It would be more of like a mentally wealthy you know, center. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know? can call it what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people, people got a negative connotation they, about that word thank rehab. You. Thank you. Like, um, but <laughs> it, it's really healing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and healing, I feel like the goal is to be whole. You know what I'm saying? Thank so, you. Thank you. Uh, I know, but rehab definitely has a, a negative connotation, but I felt you 100% thank about you. what you were saying. Yeah. And, you know, as a teacher, I'm starting thinking we need it in schools. You know what I'm saying? Instead <laughs> of having ISS detention, have a place, you know what I'm saying, where they can, they can get their mind right. You know what I'm saying? And even in the prison system. So when I think about different intentions, not only on the outside, but I see it in, in the institutionalized on uh, different schools, man, yes. in, in prison systems. Yes. And so, and, and beyond, man, that's, it's needed, man. It's definitely needed. Man, I greatly appreciate you even saying that because I definitely said that the other day. Like, I just, I talked about how, you know, how if they started us with, you know, learning about mental health at a younger mm-hmm. age, imagine how mentally healthy we would be right now. It would be easier. And yeah. I, I think about how much stuff I hid in and, and tucked in. Uh, one, and that, that's crazy because that's kind of the reason, one of the reasons I became a, a teacher mm-hmm. because I felt like my teachers couldn't understand hey, me. You know what I'm saying? And, and everything was, oh, he got an attitude problem. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he talking back. Mm-hmm. But they didn't care to, to realize, you know what I'm saying, what happened last night. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? What happened this morning before I got to school? And so I, I really feel like if kids don't feel like they have to, you know, tuck it in, and tuck, tuck it in, in. Yeah. tuck it in. When they get older, it's gonna mm-hmm. be much easier to deal with, you know, the issues that we know, it's, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. That storm is gonna come, you know what oh, yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, but you, you gotta be ready for it. Can I ask you a good question? Man, talk to me. All right, <laughs> so, um, so do you think it's a cycle with, okay, being that teachers are underpaid sometimes and, mm-hmm. and being that they're underpaid, they're not able to mentally be ready to deal with each and every kid because they're dealing with certain things sometimes? Man, I'm gonna tell you straight up, teaching is more um, spiritual than anything. Okay. And I know people understand that because mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of my weight comes from mm-hmm. throughout the day and like why I get in certain moods. Mm-hmm. Because not only are you dealing with the different spirits mm-hmm. within your classroom, you're mm-hmm. dealing, you connected to the ones when they go home. You know what I'm saying? So you're dealing with so much more on a spiritual level, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's not that, you know, teachers don't care or mm-hmm. don't have time. It's a burden, it's a weight. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you're supposed to teach and educate those kids. And, and yeah, teachers got stuff going on at home. And mm-hmm. yeah, we, we do got to find that separation. 
or we can bridge that gap, you know, between home and school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, it's really just understanding um, the underpaid part don't help. Because I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, okay. because being underpaid, mm-hmm. I feel like if we was paid more, it it a justify you know what i'm saying, That's what, I'm saying. What, what, what we got to deal with mm-hmm. but when when people start seeing it from that spiritual level mm-hmm. man um it's tough mm-hmm. um, and it's tough so that's why I, as a teacher i can understand why teachers go off well, yeah. we see don't condone it now don't get me wrong <laughs> but when i see teachers going off on kids um and making the news for crazy stuff in my mind it's just like that breaking point you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and it wasn't anything put in place for teachers mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um I'm telling you, it wasn't anything put them for them to heal. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just, we talk about a cycle. That's definitely something that's perpetuated uh, within the system. Mm, it's like, who did the, who does the go-to person go to? The healers with unhealed trauma, man, I'm trying to tell you. Like that, and and that's, that's really where this whole concept came from. Because mm-hmm. I think for the first time I experienced depression, and I talked about it in one of the episodes, mm-hmm. um, when school stopped, I was at home by myself every mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. and like I told you yeah, you, yeah. you by yourself you got to deal with yourself mm-hmm. and it was just like I wonder who else going through this too you know what I'm saying yeah. like who else going through this this little dark space yep. um, and it definitely was a dark cloud and it was heavy man mm-hmm. um, but who was there for them yeah um, and so that, that's really how this whole living proof aspect even came about man so I guess you can say that God allowed things to happen to you. So, so you get work through you. I'm People telling you. don't believe what I said. And, and it's kind of crazy because <laughs> I always wanted to start like the whole YouTube podcast thing. Never mm-hmm. had time. And mm-hmm. Boom. All the time in the world. You know yep. what I'm saying? And then um, in, in the intro, I got to let you hear that after this. Um, okay. But my homeboy, uh, he talks about perfect timing and alignment. Wow. And I really feel like wow. right now, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's perfect time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. Everybody done been knocked off of something, uh, their everyday routine, and now mm-hmm. it's just like it's time to deal, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, with us and ourselves. And so I think different attentions um, is, is a perfect avenue for people, you know what I'm saying, to, mm-hmm. to speak out and to speak through. And I know you, you you do your thing, is it Tuesday, Thursday? It's Thursday. Talk to them, man. And so I, every Thursday, check out Facebook, uh, different attentions Facebook page. Uh, we do trap therapy all right all right trap therapy is where we actually build a community so where people can actually come in and talk because we have all these things on social media but what do we have that heals us mm-hmm. so that's that's i love chap therapy you, i do too you, I, I'll be checking in. You, I'll be checking, me, me, me and my old lady were listening to it uh was it the other day the was day. it two days ago it's like, what's the day the day is friday yes it was yesterday yet, yeah man. listen oh my god uh i think you came in you the, i think it was like one of the first or second episode and it's like when you came in like it changed my whole perspective perspective because it's like everybody started opening up and it made me feel good because like it's like we actually like are there opening up with each other like there's no other place that man, we actually do that one thing i'm learning when you take that first step of that vulnerability yeah. what comes to some people say it's a, a cuss word but i see it's the gateway key mm-hmm. man lives gonna change, change man. yeah it's and, gonna change and, and it's like that's why i always appreciate you i appreciate everybody because it's like people don't notice that if we don't uh, if people don't reach out or be able to say okay i'm going to be vulnerable as well like we can't build that community mm. you know so we got to put that wall down yesterday we talking mm. about wall putting that wall down because either you're going to block yourself from from hitting that next level or you're going to keep yourself locked in wow you know so wow so the choice is yours yeah. <laughs>
Mm. <laughs> yeah, we do. Come on. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got everything we need right now in life. I'm everything. You, every, everything. 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 So. so, man, first of all, how can they find you on social media, mm-hmm. all that good stuff? Mm-hmm. How can they talk to Mr. Amaya Grant? Okay. You can uh, check out our, our website at differentintentions.com, or you can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Instagram at Different Intentions. You can check us out on LinkedIn and Pinterest or at, at uh, Different Intentions, either platform. Um, if you personally want to contact me, you can check me out on Facebook and Instagram at Amar Grant underscore mental wealth and Amar Grant on Facebook. Yes, man, we look like angels, right? With this white on. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't like to you. Uh, any last words, man? Anything on your heart mm-hmm. um, that you want to say before we close out? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the fact that we changed everything so fast with this quarantine mm-hmm. and all this COVID stuff, um, I always want people to understand if you never had a reason to go to therapy, you probably need it now because mm-hmm. everything stopped. And I'm always going to advocate for mental health and I'm always going to advocate for therapy. But right now would be the perfect time, even if it's virtual or like I said, go to psychologytoday.com. And that way you can actually, you know, go book a therapist session or I mean, therapy session and find a therapist. You know, you, you never know. You may, you're going to love it. I promise you. You're going to love it. <laughs> like your therapy is going to be, therapy is dope. All right. Therapy is dope. Man. That's what's up. <laughs> Well, thank you again, my brother. This This has been another episode of Living Proof, where your purpose is within your story. That's it, man. That's inspired.